Hi, welcome to Living in a Material World, and I'm your host, David Prada. Today's guest is Alison Brune and Delia Folk from The Style That Binds Us. Welcome to our show this week. I love you both, and I'm so glad. I think it's almost been a year since we last spoke, and I was on your Instagram Lives, or, or was it your podcast? I can't remember, but it was so much fun. It was both. We can't <laughs> stop bringing you back on. We adore you. <laughs> Oh, God, I love you both. And I love that we're, like, all in New York City right now in different locations. I'm in Chelsea. Delia, you're in the West Village. And Allison, you're in the Upper East Side. I love this. We're representing all these different neighborhoods. I know. I didn't even know you were in Chelsea. The last time we talked, you were out in the desert. I know. We're out of the desert for good because I couldn't handle the sand coming into my house. I was a little bit too OCD. I was raised by a Virgo mother, so I can't handle sweeping dust and sand out of my living room. So I've left Hancock Park and now I'm in Studio City. I'm excited to be back in New York. I'm trying to find my way back to spending like at least a week out of the month here. So, Oh, that's great. So I want to know what both of you have been up to during this holiday season, because I know you guys are both like experts in style and culture. So tell me what's been going on here in New York and in the world. I know that you have clients all over the country, and I want to know what both of you have been working on. Where to even begin? I know mom recently moved here, which is insane. So it is a mother-daughter business, the style that binds us. And so we have been enjoying a life where we both live in a new place. I've been living in the city for seven years and she was in Alabama. And so she would come up and visit a lot and she would stay with me. And now she is here. So it is kind of crazy. Bibi, what in the world have we been doing? Well, that was interesting in itself because first day I moved in, day is like, okay, so now this is going to be where we're going to have our meeting. So we'll be here from nine to five every day. Then I was on her end. I kept saying, well, are you going to come spend the night? When are you going to come up here and eat dinner with me? We've gotten into our rhythm where we have our headquarters downtown and we have our headquarters up here and that's all good. And we just kind of hit the ground running. The great thing about being here is that forever, when I would come up here, I'd be running around seeing clients and I'd be meeting with these brands with Delia, coming to see the collections. Maybe it was fashion week or whatever it was, but it was always really crammed into this 10 day period. So people would say, Oh, is there any way you could come next week or can I get an appointment next week? My child is sick and I never was able to do it because I had to be back in Alabama with my other clients and, you know, my home. So now having the luxury of setting things up three weeks in advance instead of like, well, I'll be back in February, that kind of thing. So it's really kind of put us in high gear. It's just phenomenal to me. It's just the greatest thing. And I get to spend more time with my clients up here too, because it's not like, well, if you can't do it either of these two days, then you'll have to wait. We'll have to do it virtually until February or whatever. So that is just very exciting to me. And we finally got to have our first in-person event that we have been putting off. That was one of our favorite things always to do because we're a community. That's our whole purpose for being is inspiring and entertaining and encouraging women to live their most fearless and stylish life because of COVID. We had to do a lot of things virtually. We didn't get to see a lot of our people and we missed that so much. And we are really still just planning on waiting until spring to start doing most of our events for safety reasons. But this one brand said, please, we've got a pop-up. Can we just do like a Christmassy thing? And we did it and it was wonderful. And it was just so special seeing everybody. 
Well, I can't wait to come back to one of these events. I've got to get on that guest list. I will add you. Absolutely. They're so much fun. Allison, I want to know, when you have your clients, can you tell everyone that's listening what it is that you do? Because I think it's so like fun because I know that you have such a great background in, in design and in fashion. So give us a little bit of like what you do with your clients. You know, every client is unique, as you know. The same with you and your business. And usually what we do is we start out with a body and color analysis sort of thing. You've heard about that for a hundred years. Everybody has. It gives you the tools once you know to shop more efficiently for yourself. And it gives me an understanding of what to shop for for you and how to guide you. Because body type is extremely important. Style aesthetic is extremely important. The right colors. And that can get tricky. As you know, David, with beauty, where hair color might be different than what your original hair color was. For example, several clients let their hair go silver during COVID. They were, you know, some people's hair goes gray when they're in their 40s, and then some people it doesn't happen till much later. But both women, one was a redhead, and she was that kind of coloring, that autumn coloring. Now her hair is gorgeous. It's silver. It's unbelievably pretty. But Now she's a winter in coloring. You know, she looks great in these emerald greens and royal blue. Just, it's like a whole, a whole new wardrobe. None of her stuff works anymore. That's been really fascinating to me. But once you figure out all of that stuff, then you talk about lifestyle and you, you know exactly why they came to you. I'm not the kind of stylist that for a certain amount of money, we have three fun looks or something like that. It's more about what are your issues? What are your problems? How can we solve it to get you out and about and living your fabulous life, you know, where you're not staying home because you have nothing to wear or you're not feeling discouraged and overwhelmed and you're trying to take care of a million other people and you've just gotten lost somehow. That's what we do. I love that. And Delia, well, Delia and I have such history. We go way back. And I love this because it's so much fun seeing her, like, grow. She was one of the most talented buyers that I met at Barney's in my time. But, like, she was the most fun. That smile, just, like, I had the best time when I walked in a room. I saw her smile, and I was like, I got this. This is going to be so much fun. She has this energy, this sunshine around her. Unless you can't get on the internet. I saw this other side of her. (laughs) (laughs) Role reversal. It's all. But no, Delia and I go back to our Barney's days, but she is also has an incredible background in fashion and beauty and everything. And so Delia, do you work with mom together or do you guys like have separate clients? How does it work? Tell us. Yes, so the style that binds us, a great way to describe it is as a media platform and then a consulting agency. So my background, interned at Versace in wholesale and then was at Barney's on the Buying Team, which is where David and I met. I started in beauty and then moved on to ready-to-wear and jewelry during those four years. And that is when mom became a stylist after she helped me prepare for my interviews for the internship. So it was very stressful because I'm at William & Mary It is right time for midterms. So not only am I trying to study for exams at this very intense school, 
but I'm also trying to get an internship in an industry I know nothing about, know no one in, you know, all of these things. So I'm like, mom, you study the history of Dior. I'm going to study the history of Chanel. We're going to split this all up. So then that fire was lit within her and she was able to remember and admit to herself that yes, I do love beautiful things in fashion and it's not frivolous and all of these things. So she became a stylist. And so the media portion of the business was really, we had our own blogs basically answering questions people kept asking us. So when someone hears Barney's, wow, how did she get that job? So I talked about how I got into fashion. What is it like when you're in it? Basically creating the resource that I didn't necessarily have when I was trying to figure this industry out. And then also, David, as you know, working at Barney's, I was getting to meet these incredible founders and people. And I could not keep that information to myself. And so I thought, I know all these people that before a brand, it might take five to 10 years before it becomes mainstream. So I could introduce the founder and tell the story to my audience many years in advance. And then mom, all these questions women kept asking her again and again, the style questions in their closets. So in 2018, separately, we had had our blogs, we brought them to life via video and audio. And that's when the style that binds us, the YouTube channel, the podcast, in-person events, all of that side of the business happened. Mom has her styling. So that's the only thing that we do separately. And then when I left Barney's immediately, I began working with emerging brands to help them create direct to consumer or wholesale strategies. Really this intensive course of okay, here's an introduction into the life, mind, and brain of a buyer so that you don't make all the mistakes that you've seen and I saw during that time so you really are confident and you're going to achieve the goals for your brand that you want to. Oh, I love that. So that's why you guys are known as the original next generation women's media company. Now it makes all the sense to me. The perfect way. And I love how Delia can like just answer something so quickly. <laughs> Listen, we've tried to create an elevator pitch, a one-liner. It's just too much, too much stuff. I think I counted two breaths. Okay. <laughs> I was like, I'm that best, Julia. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. But I love this. So this is definitely a genetic thing because you have both such creative backgrounds. And Delia and I were talking about before you joined us, we were talking about you coming to New York for ballet many, many years ago. And I love that because my mom's also Virgo and my mom was a ballerina before she became a mom. So that was that your first time in New York? What was that like? Well, my aunt and uncle have always lived here. So they live very close to where I live now. But we would come see them, you know, maybe once a year. But I didn't have like a New York story. They lived up here and we would come see them and sometimes they would come see us. But that trip... It was in 1978, and so all the girls from Juilliard that were coming from out of town would stay at this place called the Swiss Boarding House. I can't even figure out where it was now, but it was near. We walked to Lincoln Center where we had our classes with School of American Ballet every day, and one night, I mean, it was magical. Everything about it was unbelievable to be alone in New York City. You know, as a 14-year-old with these other girls, it was just amazing. The teachers we had were legendary. Balanchine was still there. And then one night we were in Lincoln Center and we were watching a ballet performance and the lights went out and we waited and we waited. We thought maybe it was intermission. No one in the audience really knew what was going on. And then finally someone came out from the curtain holding a lantern 
and said, New York City's in a blackout. We're all fine. We're not going anywhere. We're going to let you out one row at a time. So no one panics. They didn't say that part, but that's what it was. So one row at a time, this packed theater in Lincoln Center, you know, I can't remember if it was the David Koch or the, the other one where the Met is. But anyway, we all got out. And then the city was alive. It was so crazy. Like all those restaurants around Lincoln Center, they've changed now, but all of those restaurants, they just opened up, brought all their food out. Ice cream was free. They were handing out drinks for free, food for free, because the whole city was in a blackout. It was dark, no lights. And then there weren't any, you know, cell phones or anything like that. So breaking news across the country was that New York City was in a blackout. There was looting everywhere. Stores were being broken into. It was horribly dangerous. People were being killed. We didn't know that. We were just in New York City having a blast in this collective cool thing. And I found out later my mother walked the dog the entire night till the next day because the phones weren't working. No one could get any information from anybody. So she was probably freaking out her 14-year-old daughter in New York City with all this looting and danger. <laughs> yes, and I'm hanging out with fellow dancers and models and violinists. And, oh, my God, it was so cool. So didn't realize what we were in till later. Just being here was stole my heart for sure. So I've always absolutely adored this place. And, you know, when I was a little girl, my mother said when I was really little, I would always stand at the window by the front door and anybody would walk by on the sidewalk. I would bang on the windows and wave. Like I just wanted to be out in the big world my whole life. And now I feel like I am finally in the big world. You know, it's just the greatest. I think it's for me, New York is always home. So it's like when I'm here, I feel like myself more than anywhere else. Like sometimes when I'm somewhere else, I feel like I don't feel like the David that started here. As a little boy, I remember coming into New York and that was in the 80s. And so I would come in with my mom and dad and I would say, Mommy, why don't we live here? Because we were living in Connecticut and we'd take the train in and she'd be like, it's just very hard to live here with a family. She's like, but you could live here someday if you like. And I said, I will. I will live here someday. And I would just like mesmerize. I loved the subway. I loved everything having, and it was a different time. It was like, they claimed it being unsafe and all that, but I thought it was magical. Dealey and I were briefly talking before, like, you know, I just came back and things closed a little bit earlier, like restaurants, like here in New York. And like, I went to St. Ambrose for dinner with some clients and colleagues the other night when I first arrived. And at 10 o'clock at night, I was the only one walking back towards Chelsea out of the West Village. It was a Tuesday night. It took me back to the 90s when I moved here. I moved here in 1999. And it kind of had that vibe around then where you had to just be aware of your surroundings. You can't be on your cell phone late at night. You just got to, like, really pay attention the city still is more magical than ever. I was telling Delia, I feel like the artists are going to come back in. There's a little edge to it, which you need that edge in any city that you live in. Yeah, that's true. I think a lot of people miss that edge. They do. And I love it. There's like so many great neighborhoods. Like you guys are in two of my favorite neighborhoods in the city and in the world, actually, because I love next time we're definitely going to go up. I'm going to definitely come and see you and go to the Carlisle and sit and have a cocktail there with you. Oh, my God. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, I can see the Carlisle 
the back of the car lot from my window right here. It's my favorite. I used to walk up after working at Barney's when I was like young and I was like, I'm going to go buy myself a martini at the Carlisle. And I'd walk all the way up and sit at the bar and I'd talk to people. Somebody bought me dinner that night and I was like, I felt so fancy and so chic there. <laughs> it's so fancy. It is so dreamlike. It really is. It's dreamy. So tell me, like, what have you been seeing the trends for this holiday season? I know that you guys are in the know. What are people buying for their loved ones and their children? What's happening out there? Tell me, because I haven't been really in the holiday mode because I moved in November myself. So I was like, I forgot about the holidays all of a sudden. Right. <laughs> exactly. Well, I know for clients, they're buying sparkly things. Lots of sparkly, even like, you know, this is all sparkly and bright. I wore it for you, David, because it's got a little sparkle to it. I love it. Who makes that wonderful top? Libertine makes this, but so that's kind of fun. I think people want so desperately to to have a special holiday season. So that has been interesting seeing people, you know, find ways to dress up again. And then Delia can speak to like the gifts that we see people because we have a gift guide. We even have a gift guide for him this year. Oh, I want to hear what's on your gift guide. Gift guide for him. I know. So I had coffee with two female founders, fellow female founders, and they said, we love the gift guide for her, of course. However, we would really love it if you would put together a gift guide for him because we never know what to get our dads and boyfriends, husbands, whatever. So over Thanksgiving, we I called my brother. We got cousins, uncles, all of the men around. We just grilled them for hours. You know how when someone asks you a question, you can't immediately think of, oh, what do you use every day? Or what do you take to the gym? So they would kind of throughout the day think of like, oh yeah, and this too. So, and then I'm also like asking my brother, okay, so what are you asking for for Christmas? What is everyone getting this year? All of that. So, so yeah, the men's gift guide. And then there's also the women's, but Canada Goose continues to be a huge brand for, I mean, on the subway pre-COVID when it's winter, Canada Goose everywhere, packed on the subway, on the streets. Love. I did see a guy on the plane carrying a little garment bag that said Canada Goose. I know. Because Canada Goose is really chic, right? For sure. Yeah. And they sell out. I mean, they're restrictive a little bit with their inventory. So I remember at Barney's when I was in ready to wear, I had outerwear at one point. And the sell-throughs were constantly, it's a little bit annoying for the retailer and the customer because it's not super readily available, but we have definitely been selling a lot of the Canada Goose parkas, just like the classic one. And then people are buying beauty, they're buying books. I was excited to see Own It by Diane von Furstenberg popping up. So any boss babes in your life. The gift guides are very the style that binds us, both male and female, which I love. And I'm definitely going to check that out after this call. Like I was like, definitely want to see it all. I definitely need a puffer jacket. That's like my one thing that I don't have, but it's so hard to travel with it for myself. It's like, I got to either wear it or leave it here somewhere. Right. Like what length do you want and what weight do you want? I did see one that I really wanted from Bottega, but I was like, I would look like the Michelin star because I think my body type is too big. I'm already like broad shoulder and athletic build. So I think it's better for someone that's really tall and skinny like my ultimate dream in my next life hopefully i'll be like that tall lanky skinny guy with the best abs that is so funny well you're great you're perfect <laughs> just the way you are david i was like a puffer jacket for me is like 
I've tried them on and I look in the mirror and I'm like, <gasps> I don't look so good. I know. You're literally adding puffy fabric to your body. So, and that Bottega one is really exaggerated. So I'm going to look into Canada Goose. I'm definitely going to see like, cause I like all black, of course, kind of boring. No, it's not boring. We're very into tonal dressing these days. I love, for me, luxury is like one suitcase for a business trip and just like not being overstressed on what to wear and just having this uniform that just like makes my life easy. And still I can go to a cocktail party. I'll have a blazer just in case and a pair of like fabulous shoes just in case, but I can wear what I wear underneath with anything casual. It's like a whole routine for me because if not, I get more stressed when I have more options on trips. Oh, I know. And packing is just so hard. Yeah. My other half, on the other hand, has worn sequins at every holiday party in L.A. And he was like, if we go to Paris, there's no way I'm doing a carry-on. I need to have all these looks. Which I love because he's a a celebrity hair colorist. He's known for over-the-top. I think they invite him to parties because... And he loved it because I took out all my old holiday wear and I had all this St. Laurent holiday. And I had this St. Laurent black sequins like cutoff shirt that I would wear with like, and I have like two pairs of sequin boots, all black and then gold. Oh my God, that sounds amazing. I want them. I bought them at parties like in 2018, both pairs. Louboutin made the men's like sequins like ones. They're a little bit too much, but listen, I've had them for seasons and I wear them every holiday, break them out. And so he actually wore the black sequins to a party and everyone died over it. And I was like, I'm so glad he can wear it. I wore like a silk shirt with these like little gold, like beaded. So it's like a little bit under, but with the gold sparkly boots and all and black. But I love it. I saw a lot of sequins too out at all the parties and I was so happy. I felt like the roaring 20s might be coming back, seeing the silhouettes out there and seeing people just like going for it. Yeah, they're trying. They're trying. They're trying, but COVID just keeps on rearing its ugly head. I know. Everyone's like freaking me out being in New York. They're like, did you hear that new strain? I was like, you know, I don't pay attention to the news. I just keep living and I, I have sanitizer. I'm I'm triple vaxxed. I'm like ready for the world. Like I wear gloves on the subway, mask. I'm not going to like, you know, I, I watch what I'm doing and I just try to, and I want to keep living, right? Like, especially here in New York. You can get out of your apartment, go have a dinner. I love it because I can be here alone and feel so alive. I did tell a friend of mine that I probably will either retire here or in Paris. Ah, same. (laughs) Just because I think for me, or Rome, I do love Rome, but like I definitely, like I'm more of a Paris, New York boy. So it's like, I feel like I will never get bored as long as I live in an elevator building that can take me up and down and I don't have to use, you know, stairs for my knees. And, and I live on a four block radius of fabulous restaurants and places to pick up flowers and all that kind of stuff. I'd be the happiest person on the planet. Absolutely. I think we should all say we're going to do that in New York, but we're going to share, you know, an apartment in Paris. We'll just take turns going and sometimes we'll overlap. And because it's very easy to get to Italy from Paris, but I think Rome is a little small, like the taxis and buses and everything they're just very unpredictable yeah Rome for me is too small I think maybe like for me I just feel alive in Paris I feel like I lived there in another life like when I walk the streets I'm like I've been here many times <laughs> like I don't know what which life but I feel like I was like maybe I had like a very big petticoat and a gorgeous gown or something <laughs> maybe, maybe you were French right you were born in France last time <laughs> 
What are you two going to do during the holiday season? What are your plans? We're going to Alabama and then we're coming right back. Mom's going to see some clients and she's going to see friends. And then we're taking COVID very seriously as we always have and getting tested before and everything. So we'll be in Alabama. What about you? I will be back actually tomorrow. I'll be going to see, I'm going to get tested this afternoon and I'm going to go see my mom and dad in Connecticut with my 99 year old grandmother. Cause I haven't seen her since my son got married in September in Nashville. So that's the last time I saw them was at my son's wedding. So I figured this would be a good time for me to like see them again. We flew her down. She couldn't make it to my cousin's wedding in LA cause the flight was too long, but she did make it to the wedding She's been watching her health the last few weeks when I told her I was coming to New York last minute. She's, like, been eating and being proper and behaving because she wants to see me. I was going to fly back because there was an emergency at my office in L.A. And I was going to fly back. We have a warehouse, too. So, like, you know, shipping for holidays and something popped up. Some, and so I was going to fly back. And I said, you know, for one day, I'll be okay. Everything will survive for one day. Because, God forbid, I missed the opportunity to give my grandma one last hug. Oh, yeah. You know? 99. I mean, you definitely well, David, what about you? What all have you been up to? My partner and I moved in together. Well, you know, I still kept my apartment in Hancock Park because just in case I want to, like, be in the city. But then we are we have a house, you know, in the valley. We're valley girls. <laughs> but our dogs love having a yard and they love a house. It's perfect house for young middle-aged men that don't need stairs when they have wine and spritzes when they get home from work. <laughs> Who needs stairs ever? Who needs stairs? Like, I don't want to be tripping over my dog and hurting myself. Like, at least I just land, boom, on a flat surface. It's one floor. It's, like, very Nancy Myers-esque, the house. So it's, so it's a, like, California ranch from the 40s. It's beautiful. It's actually the way I decorate with my vintage pieces. It's like when you walk in, it's so unexpected what you see. Like, my, you know, my BB Italia vintage sectional with, like, vintage velvet that's like an orangey red and it's like my blue velvet like chairs in the corner i have these tape chairs that were like all redone in like vintage blue velvet now i'm reupholstering my partner's couch because it needs to be reupholstered so i'm gonna do like mohair on it and then this vintage cigar chair i've had since my first apartment in chelsea when i moved here and i'm gonna redo it in shearling so that's going to be a neutral room. So that'll be that one. I have this like 1890s baby grand piano at my parents' house that I got for my 10th birthday. I'm going to bring it out to California, refurbish it because it has original ivory keys still on it. And it's beautiful Steinway from 1890. You know, it's like, it's going to be fun. We put all our beaster lights out in the yard and it's a new project, but I'm still like in fetal position at night, crying and waking up and unpacking things and changing art and changing pictures and I need to find a new chandelier for the dining room. And it's like too much. I talked to my partner yesterday. I go, what have you done since I've been gone? He goes, oh, it's still the same. I've done nothing. I was like, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Thank oh, God he's God. so cute. Thank God he's so cute. I know, <laughs> exactly. He's probably been a little busy during the holidays, too. I'm going to be putting up a tree and we're going to be celebrating the holidays there and unpacking and organizing and probably doing a few trips to the container store and doing a few trips to get the, those little things we need to finish things up. I run a tight ship at home. I was brought up by my mom, again, who's a Virgo. So everything is very like labeled. I have a label maker. It freaks him out. He goes, where's this? I go, it's in the bin that says tools. 
Where's this? It's in the bin where it says household bulbs. Like different bulbs for different lighting. I was like, I have everything. I do do one thing on our show and it's called our rapid fire questions and it's going to be fun because this is my first show with two guests on it. So I'm going to ask you both. So I'm going to ask a bunch of rapid fire questions and you have to answer it. Okay. Your first celebrity crush. Rob Lowe was mine. Oh, that's so funny. I didn't know who that was. Remember Reeves last year? <laughs> he was like, who is Rob Lowe? Like, oh my God, are you kidding me? What? Who is your city? It could be either Marlon Brando from like high school English class or something, or it could be like Zac Efron from High School Musical. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I love. Do you guys prefer the dawn or the dusk? How can you? Golden hour is so fabulous, but then in the morning it's so quiet. I know. I love both. You do? Okay. I love that. What was your biggest beauty mistake? Overplucking eyebrows been dealing with that today or yesterday <laughs> Mom. that was a good one yeah we, we went to get our eyebrows done and the lady was like oh my god <laughs> stop what you've been doing for six months and then come back <laughs> oh my god mine is trying to figure out 59 figuring out like where did my eyelid go and what am I supposed to do about that? And I have a fun because I know what's going to happen to me. So I have a fun for a lower facelift and an eye lift. Those are the two things I'm going to have to have done and no one's going to know when I have them done. Right. Well, that's my discussion right now is, is the eye lift. I know where a lot of people in Alabama were doing that lower facelift, but my dermatologist here, when I told him that, asked him about it, he said, why would you go through the pain and the time off to just do half of your face? Yeah, it looks more natural. Yeah, because like when you pull here too much, it just changes your whole silhouette and it changes kind of like how your bone structure has looked. And I think the hardest part is all here. And then the eyes. I have a male client that had it done at 57. When I saw him, I was like, you look so rested. What have you done? He was like, it's only 10 days recovery. I was like, 10 days? I could do emails for that. <laughs> But don't, I'm not going to tell anybody. So going back, are you guys a bath person or a shower person? Shower. I'm showered too. I would love to be a bath person, but I am too impatient. Maybe that's a Virgo thing too. Too much to do. What was the worst fashion and beauty trend? Crocs. I don't know. I wish. Oh. I don't know why this does have to be trending. Sweatpants and sneakers. Sweatpants and sneakers. <laughs> oversized clothes, oversized sweatpants. $5,000 sneakers that are just giant. I mean, it's like people are just walking around lost in their clothes. It's driving <laughs> crazy. My boyfriend has those big sneakers. And every time I see them, I'm like, my only big sneakers I have, I have one pair of Dior ones that he uses all the time because I probably bought them by mistake. And then I have these Prada. I have them in black and white. I'm wearing one now, but they have a, like a platform on them, but they're not too chunky. Just gives me an extra inch. <laughs> no, yeah, platform is great. I'm all about a platform for sure. So, because you know, Prada was the first platform shoe I I can remember back in my day. But so I kind of like brought them back. Like during pandemic, I was like, I'm still gonna get dressed up. I'm gonna wear a black t-shirt, black jeans, and some cute black and white sneakers all the time. I don't want to still look pulled together. I don't want to look like because a lot of my friends ended up looking unhoused. Can't say homeless these yeah. days. I get in trouble. Unhoused. Yes, and, and unwell. <laughs> and unwell. Unhoused and unwell, for sure. They look like something went wrong. Like I was like, oh my god. 
I did end up gaining about 10 to 15 pounds during COVID, which has like been really hard for me because I had lost so much weight. I had been in my best shape ever in 2019. It's been really painful for me because I worked so hard to get to that level. And now I have to start again. Oh, yeah. And we can't. I mean, I'm right there with you. The other day, Delia looked at me in my workout clothes and she was like, oh, <laughs> what happened? I'm like, no, I just said you need to get it under control. <laughs> you need to do some squats. But, you know, it was the best thing because it really did scare me. I thought, oh, I really am in bad shape. I'm in horrible shape. What's going to become of me? So but the problem is now it's, it's holidays. So we got to put it off for a couple more weeks or we'll just be. It's always, literally, there is always something, though. The holidays are hard for me. I did tell my boyfriend I would start January 1st. Allison, you and I are going to, I'm going to text you. We're going to, like, get each other's phone, and we're going to inspire each other. I told myself no cocktails for the month of January. I'm going to do at least five workouts a day. A week. A week. Five workouts (laughs) a a week. I'm sure just doing that and just keeping a very clean diet, like greens and fish, and just, like, no carbs, And I'm sure, like, I know I'll lose at least five pounds in that month. And then I know if I see myself lose that five pounds, I'll be so pumped again. But I think it's, for me, it's, at my age, it's cardio. It's not even the diet. It's mostly the cardio that I'm not getting in. Because even though walking is not enough, I have to add at least an an hour of cardio a day. And I know that Peloton stock went down after Sex in the Cities. Wasn't that crazy? But I do believe having a Peloton or a lit rower in your house where you can do all these classes, like 30 minutes. I know it's hard in New York with the space, but... We do classes in our apartments. Yeah, I did a core class yesterday, Pilates thing in my apartment. Yeah, so I love doing all that, but I kind of got out of control and I'm sad. I'm mad at myself. Me too, but I just was walking this morning in Central Park with a friend and she said, don't beat yourself up over it. It's been a rough ride. I do have to say, I don't see any wrinkles on my face. <laughs> And your face looks like gorgeous. So, like, I was like... Well, that's what I was telling Dee. I was like, if I lose weight, I'm going to become really gaunt. So, she's like, nice try, Mom. (laughs) (laughs) I have a child like that that'll be like, Dad, what happened? You worked so hard. And I'll be like, just leave me alone. I know when I'm back to wearing all black, it's because I'm trying to... Same. Yeah, I thought about that because my mother always wants me in color. And I thought that when I go home, the first thing I'm going to say is, Mom, I'm just going to tell you right now, I'm going to be in all black this holidays. And I'm sorry about it. I'll put on lipstick and lots of jewelry, but I am going to be in black. I don't have a choice. I do have a mother that tells me the truth. And when I see her, she's going to be like, I love you. You're so beautiful. You're so handsome. But she always says the but. My mom is like that mother that'll be like. That's like Delia. It's good we have those people because my mother would be like, oh, you look beautiful. You look wonderful. You need a red suit. And then years later. I look at the picture of, you know, my sister's daughter's christening and I'm like, oh my God, in the red suit. I'm like, enor- not really enormous, but for me, I felt enormous. You look amazing in a red suit. That picture of you and Delia, you with the red suit and her with the checkered black and white skirt with the red fringe and the black fringe is like my favorite of you too. It's such a good picture. These two generations taking over the world, watch out. <laughs> like, I love it. <laughs> I love that we got to do this today and we have to do this more often. Let's do it in person when I'm back in January or February. Let's get together for dinner because like, now that you're both in New York, we have to do that. But I want all of my listeners to know where to look for you. So you can you guys give the listeners a handle where they can find your YouTube show, your podcast, your Instagram. If you can just give a shout out right now so they can find you guys. 
Thank you for having us, David. We love hanging out with you. Everything is under the style that binds us. So YouTube, Instagram, website, podcast, everything, the style that binds us. And if you go to our website, you can sign up for the newsletter. Oh, really? And, uh, okay, so sign up for their newsletter. I love that. Oh, my God. You guys are killing it. I'm so happy and blessed that, you know, I met Delia many years ago at Barney's and that we've stayed friends. And it's funny. I run into, like, so many buyers and her name always comes up. They're like, have you been watching Delia? She's doing so incredible. I was like, oh, I actually was on one of her shows. They say that? I didn't know they said that, David. Oh, yeah. I run into that. I was like, I was like, now we've been, now that we've been on shows twice together now i can like brag about it but delia you are like one of those like you know shining stars and now i can see why because of mom too you guys are both so beautiful and if only everyone can look so fabulous at 59 years old without a flaw you look stunning well you're sweet to say that and we are so honored david that you wanted us on your show seriously oh i'm so happy thank you so much for doing this and we're gonna get together i promise but have a wonderful holiday and happy new year. Merry Christmas. Lots of love. Lots of love right back at you. Love you, mean it. So good to see you. Hugs. How wonderful to have Allison and Delia on our show today. They're both so inspiring. How great to have a mother and daughter team making their way through the style world and changing lives for women and men of all types. Thank you so much to you both, and I really appreciated your time and sharing your story.